Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. All right. Hey, guess who's back? Our friend Sandy Max is back. Welcome back. Glad to be back. How are you? Excellent. I'm better now that you're here. I'm well, so glad that you are back. Well, thank you. It's good to yeah. be here. In the studio with you and Greg, and back with Adam, we've had some fun planning today's show, and we got a good one for you. Yeah, Greg is here, uh, Debbie's here, Adam's here. We are good to go. This is the three at three on Wisconsin's afternoon news. All right, Sandy, where do we start? Well, the person serving your alcohol in Wisconsin could soon be under eighteen under a new bill released today. Teens as young as 14 could serve diners alcohol in Wisconsin under that new bill. Right now, you have to be 18 years old. They want to move it to 14. This would be the youngest in the nation. Right now, there are a couple states where you can be 16. We would be the only one at 14 years old. The Tavern League supports the idea. The authors say that the current age requirement causes workforce issues due to an establishment's underage employees only being able to do part of their job and with less kids working. And more workers needed. They say it's just a logistics thing. No idea if the governor would sign this or what's going to happen here. But there is a measure that would allow teens, as he flung as 14, to serve alcohol. I would think this would be a more open field for retirees looking to make some extra money than... Yeah, could be. You know, junior looking to boost his allowance. Yeah, I mean, 14, that's like eighth grade in some yeah. cases. That's that's pretty young. All right, what next? What What's next? What else do we have? If you haven't brushed up on your Great Lakes facts recently, today is the day to do it. It is Great Lakes Awareness Day. How fun is this? All right, here, I got a couple facts for you. Did you know Lake Superior is the largest freshwater lake in the world? You might have known that, right? It's pretty big. And cold. And very, very cold, almost (laughs) year-round. More than 20% of all the world's fresh water is in our Great Lakes. 20% of all the world's water is in our fresh lakes. That is massive, and what a gift we have to have it right here, right on the shore. Yeah. Speaking of Lake Superior, the Empire State Building would sink beneath the surface of Lake Superior. It is deeper than the Empire State Building is tall. Which Great Lake? Do you know this? Which Great Lake is the only Great Lake that's entirely within the U.S.? Oh, no. I should. I shouldn't have done Greg, this Greg, have you helped your daughters <laughs> with any geography? The only Great Lake entirely within the United States. Uh, let's see. Erie is Cleveland right. and North Show's only an hour. You can't say can't say Ontario because it's right there. The I guess Canadian I'll say Huron moment. by process I'll of elimination. I'll say Huron as well. Michigan, Lake Michigan, it doesn't our lake. touch it up there, huh? No, I guess it doesn't. Just uh, be, uh, the UP. It's like uh, okay. along the UP. Cuts off right at Mackinac. You're right. There Jeff. we it's go. On the other side of Mackinac, it's Lake Huron, and then otherwise the, the UP is up and over the top. Yeah, of it, so exactly. Ding 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 Yay. ding. Yay! Thanks, you Debbie. win, Deb. All right, what's the third thing today? There's still time for you to cast your ballot in the We Energy's Peregrine Falcon Chick Naming Contest. Yeah, so four chicks have been born so far this spring. Three at the Oak Creek Power Plant, the newest chick at the Valley Power Plant in Milwaukee. They think based on how many eggs are there, there will be 12 chicks. And as you mentioned, right now they're voting to name the chicks after Wisconsin's college mascots. So you can go to, uh, this is the easiest way, Google Falcon Name. And you will be taken to a Survey Monkey Survey Monkey website where you can vote on naming what's going to be twelve little falcon chicks. Is Iggy one of them? Iggy is the yes. I'm I'm on there. Bucky. Oh, counts. there is Iggy. Yep. 
Of course, that's Marquette's. Yeah. There's a lot of them. And, and some of them from small schools, like Lenny from Lakeshore Technical <laughs> College. Wait, so, so River Falls is the Falcons, I think. Is it? I don't know if they have an actual mascot, but it is the Falcons. Oh, very interesting. Well, then that should be the winner, shouldn't it? That would be the obvious one. <laughs> I bet you be it's going to be Bucky. But you know Bucky's going to be one of them because of all the Wisconsin Freddy folks out the there. Freddie the Falcon from Concordia University. There you go. Do you know what Carroll University's is, their mascot's name? Not a Falcon. Pete. <laughs> It's just funny. Pete the Pioneer. Pete. Yeah. I will say, as much as I love Pounce, I loved his Victor E. Panther name just a little bit better. Yeah. But Pounce is still a good mascot. So there you go. There you go. Cast your your (laughs) vote. Cast your vote. We energies the the baby chicks. 315 at WTMJ. We're going to update you on that terrible story out of Texas where a shooter is still at large. That's up next. The search is on for a man who shot and killed five people in a suburb of Houston over the weekend. Still at large. Police, FBI, law enforcement is scanning the country looking for this guy. ABC's Alex Stone has been covering this story from the beginning. Alex, let's take a step back and kind of tell us what led up to this terrible event. Yeah, so uh, it was Friday night. Uh, the The FBI says that, that what they know is... This guy, 38-year-old Francisco Oropesa, uh, by the way, from Mexico, uh, repeatedly deported uh, twice in 2009 and in 2012 and in 2016, uh, been uh, in the area for, it appears, quite a while. Um, In 2016, uh, or 2012, rather, got a DUI, was jailed back then and then deported, came back, caught again, and then came back at some point. Uh, but uh, they believe that, that he had been drinking, was drunk, firing his AR in the, the front yard of his home. Some neighbors came up and said, you know, look, we've got kids in the home. Don't be doing this. Uh, and that he got angry and then uh, and then went over to their home and killed uh, five people inside, including uh, an eight-year-old boy uh, among the family members who were making dinner on Friday night. Then he took off, and they thought that they had him, that he was surrounded. They were getting cell phone pings from him, and he got out of the area. Now they have no idea where he is. This is uh, the head of the FBI in the area, James Smith, saying they don't know his whereabouts. They completely don't know. Right now we have zero leads. And he adds, we're asking everyone for your help so we can bring this suspect or this monster, I will call him, to justice. So there's an $80,000 reward up, and in the last couple of minutes, some breaking news from Montgomery County uh, in Texas says that they've gotten several reports of somebody who looks like Oropesa, who was spotted in the area. A bunch of the schools in the, the last couple of minutes have gone into lockdown, um, but it could be unfounded. There have been other unfounded reports of him where, no, there either wasn't anybody there or was somebody who looked like him, but it wasn't him. So this may turn out to be nothing, or they may be on the, the trail of this guy, and there was some belief he went back to Mexico. Maybe no, he's still in the area, but uh, they are locking down uh, that area where the reports are coming in right now. Uh, but, but they believe he still has EAR, but they don't know where he is. Alex, so my first thing when I heard this was, why wouldn't they have called the police? That would be a lot safer thing to do. And I don't mean to criticize the family going through the tragedy, but why didn't they call the police? And then come to find out they did call the police numerous times? They say they did. They called the sheriff's department in their area numerous times and weren't getting a response from them. 
finally, when deputies got there, they say they, they found the family dead. Uh, there were three other children who were not injured, but they were covered in blood. And two of the, the female victims were found on top of the two surviving children, two of the surviving children. So they shielded them during the gunfire, and then the, the young children were found uh, underneath of them, uh, covered in blood. They were actually sent to hospitals because there was so much blood on them that they thought the, the surviving children were injured as well, but they were not. Um, but the, the surviving family members and those in the area say no. They called police numerous times. Now, granted, it is a very rural area. For deputies to get there in a rural area can take a very long time. They did eventually get there. There's going to be questions about that response time, about did they go when they got the first call. All of that we don't know yet. Alex, when something like this happens, if this gunman does go to Mexico, does do Mexican authorities partner with American authorities and, and try to find him? Quite often, yes. The caveat to that would be if the death penalty is involved, that uh, typically Mexico uh, will not uh, arrest and extradite if, they're, uh, if the person is going to be up for the death penalty in the U.S., um, so if the, the belief is that he would come back here to be put to death eventually, then they may not cooperate in that way. But there has been a growing relationship. Killing a child is something that, that Mexico does not uh, want a criminal running around in, in Mexico who is wanted for killing a, a young boy along with the other family members. So they may cooperate either way if that's where he went. And, and I mean, you heard the FBI there saying they have no idea. Did he sneak back into to Mexico somehow and somebody gave him a ride back in? Or is he fugitive style running around Montgomery County, San Jacinto County, and, and hasn't been able to get very far and is right there? And maybe this sighting that they've got right now will end up being him? Quite possibly it is, but they don't know where he is. ABC's Alex Stone is with us. So, Alex, you alluded to this. He's been deported four times, at least four times. He's back in the United States. I'm assuming he was here illegally this time. He wouldn't get legal clearance, probably, if he'd been deported four times. But do we know, do we actually know his immigration status at the time of the shooting? We would believe that, that he was here illegally if he had been deported all those times. You're right. After the DUI, after entering illegally four times, you're not going to be allowed in legally. The immigration status of the the victims isn't clear. Governor Greg Abbott getting a lot of criticism for tweeting out yesterday that they were illegal immigrants, as he put it. There have been folks on both sides of the aisle saying that that dehumanizes them. He didn't name them. He just called them illegal immigrants. Uh, and even some members on the, the conservative side, along with a, a lot of Democrats, who today are saying that, that there needs to be compassion and, and that that wasn't the, the right way to put it. Um, the sheriff in the county saying he doesn't care what the immigration status was of the murder victims. He said this. Five people died in my county. And that is where my heart is. He says what their immigration status was on the, the victim side is not of concern to him right now. So some debate about what the, the at least the identifying the, the victims, but of the, the suspect, we don't know for sure, but it would seem highly unlikely that, that he was here legally. ABC's Alex Stone. Thank you so much, Alex. You got it. Thanks, guys. The world can be a messy place. Yep. And we at Wisconsin's Afternoon News think it could do with a little more nice. 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 Oh, that's nice. Say something nice to me. This is Something Nice on Wisconsin's Afternoon News.
Hello there. Hello. <laughs> Time for something nice on a oh, Monday, good. especially the first day of May where we had a dreary start and precipitation. I look for some stories that could shine a little brightness in your life. And you know you're going to be hearing a lot about a king this week. You realize you could get your own crown <laughs> from a band member of Queen. Are you ready? I think so. <laughs> Rock legend Freddie Mercury, famous frontman yep. of Queen. His personal possessions have been locked up for like 30 years. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. All in his home. Okay. Uh, they're going up for auction later this oh summer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So the something nice is you could score a very unique collectible from one of the most what a famous treasure trove. Yeah, rock Has stars Has his family ever. like had control of the You estate? know what? Did you see the movie Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gal yeah. who was his best friend, her name is Mary Austin. Yeah. She inherited his estate. Wow. And she's claiming now that, all right, I'm ready to kind of move on, close this chapter and uh, I was try- looking for exquisite clutter is how his collection oh is being described. So it is 1,500 incredible items. Some of the things you expect from a rock star. Handwritten lyrics to We Are the Champions. Oh, my god! That's going to be big. Uh, cool. The guitar that he supposedly used to uh, record Crazy Little Thing Called Love. Mm-hmm. It's one of those fancy special collector guitars. His Tiffany & Company mustache comb. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> fun and weird Who doesn't want that's to... classic freddy right there yeah and i feel like wow. you can only comb it with your pinky up you know <laughs> but here's the deal i told you you get a crown if you think back they used to a queen used to always end their shows playing god save the queen and freddy in all his fabulousness would come out wearing a crown and this mm. velvet cape well that is modeled after the saint edward crown that king charles the oh, third is wow. going to get i know coronation day yes so you could huh. bid on this if you got a hundred thousand bucks. That's what they're expecting could go to. But this is the cloak and crown that Freddie Mercury wore the last time he performed with Queen in 1986. Oh my gosh! So yeah, it is some super wow. interesting. I feel like you know, would this get you in the mood to maybe you know want to bid on some things? But you can go to the Sotheby's website and browse over fifteen hundred. But there's also a Pablo Picasso portrait of. His wife. So there is real artwork, not just interesting music collectibles. That's fascinating. And something nicer, not only could you have something cool, Ms. Austin is going to be donating some of the auction proceeds to the Mercury Phoenix Trust and also to Elton John's AIDS Foundation for AIDS awareness and prevention. So that's something nice, isn't it? Hard to find a better rock and roll voice than Freddie Mercury. Scientifically, Good luck, man. he has wow. the best range. Like, no one else has the vocal range that it's he has. It's hard to believe he's been dead 30 years. 1991. That's just... Yeah, he hard to believe. after, uh, what, Live Aid was one of his last performances? Yes. and Yeah. So long ago. And he he passed away the day after he announced he had contracted yeah. AIDS, yeah, and he passed that. away. So we'll leave you on a lighter note than that. But if you want to help prevent AIDS and uh, have one of the most incredible collector's items from Freddie Mercury, whether it's his mustache comb or a guitar <laughs> or, or the some, crown jewels. He loves cats. There have to be some cat figurines in that collection. We'll I have pull to our think. money together. We can get yeah, something, right? We can get something. Put right? something in the studio here. Yeah. A little something. What's at the bottom of the list? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's what's the what's the cheapest thing going to go for? That's Let's true. try to get in on that. Yeah, we got some toenail clippings or something like that. Oh. Anything. Yeah. I don't know that I want that. Okay. 
I know John doesn't. <laughs> I, I definitely. Oh, don't. that's true. I, but yeah, no. you can you can see it all at the Sotheby's auction that officially goes up for auction. And by the way, it is going to tour New York, London, L.A. So certain items will be Ooh. touring, so you can see them. I'll keep Very an eye cool. on that. Maybe it'll be in New York when you're in New York in December. That would be awesome. Oh no, it won't. It'll be in the June. Sorry, I got all excited that you can see, see Freddie's mustache yeah. comb. <laughs> it is three forty-four at WTMJ. A couple of statistics for you here. The average American household spends $248 a week on groceries. $248 a week on groceries. So that takes into account people like uh, you and me, Sandy, who live just with our significant other. Mm -hmm. Greg, who has a young family, and everybody in between. You average that out. The average American family spends $248 a week on groceries. The average American... Spends three thousand dollars a year on unused groceries, things that end up getting thrown out. If you do the math on that, that means people end up throwing out out on average sixty three dollars worth of weekly groceries. Now that number is higher than it was five years ago because groceries are more expensive. But you get where we're getting here. Sixty three dollars a week. Yeah, that seems like a lot. It does. So people are throwing away a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. A study I'm holding really gets at that the crux of this, at least in part, is leftovers. On average, people have leftovers to put in their fridges three times a week. Okay, So you put leftovers in your fridge on average three times a week. Mm -hmm. And then a third of Americans admit that they forget the leftovers are in there, kind of out of sight, out of mind. And so eventually those leftovers many times get thrown out. And if they're not labeled well. Yeah. Because I think a lot of us think, oh, I'll remember what that is. It's like, what is this when you hold it up? Because I have some garbanzo beans and bean broth and brown rice right now, <laughs> which is not going to look appealing later. But I know what it is. And I had it for lunch a couple of times last week. So I'm like, OK, but if I don't get on that this week and that just stays in there, that's not going to I'm trying to think of what we typically purge. And usually it's you know a bag of apples and one is just not right. Just a little <laughs> off. It's kind of mushy. Yeah, that's going in the garbage. It, it tends to be produce that just sort of hangs out too long. Yep. Uh, it means a lot of produce, too. I wrote yeah. down, like, my top five things that we get rid of most often. Um, okay. Apples. Bananas. Because <gasps> Michelle always insists, let's put them in the freezer and we'll make banana bread. Well, we have 5,000 bananas in the freezer, so I don't keep bananas anymore. Milk. <gasps> I, I get rid of milk, and if I get the smaller size, it's not enough. And if I get the bigger size with the two of us, it's just a little too much. Just today, I threw out probably two cups of milk because oh. it expired yesterday. I do make pudding sometimes, but oh. I, not always. <laughs> and eggs. Eggs. No. I get, get rid of eggs because they go bad. No, just at least hard boil them so that way you always have them. I know. We do that sometimes. But the problem is when you have like eight of them. I, if you, I, we, a couple weeks ago, we hard boiled eggs. Yeah. And then they got bad. Oh my gosh, bring them to me. I will eat your hard boiled eggs. Egg oh, okay, big I'm going to remember that. Portable food and protein, I'm all in. Oh, God, yeah. And I feel bad. Not I won't even ask you to peel I them. I care about the environment, but because I'm frugal. Mm -hmm. And I get so angry when we end up throwing stuff out because it's just groceries are so expensive, right? How is food wasted? Forgetting about food is the top way. Like you forget that you have. X, y, apples or Because you crammed eggs. it in the refrigerator. Because yep. we have a pretty... There's a lot of light coming through our refrigerator. Like, I really only buy, like, what we need. But I know there are a lot of people, especially if you have a family, have it 
stocked and stacked and organized and yeah, our fridge is pretty full. full. So if you have a full fridge, I can yeah. understand how that percentage goes up because something gets wedged in the back. Um, all right, so here's what we did a few years ago. We were throwing too much stuff out, and I was getting really frustrated by it. So when we made dinner or we had stuff that was left over, we would put it in a nice little container and put it in the freezer. And then we said, well, John, when you're out of town, Michelle would say, I'll just grab something out of the freezer, a serving-sized portion, have it for dinner. And I said I would do the same. So we started putting lots of stuff in the freezer, leftovers in the freezer, because they were getting thrown out in the fridge. Well, guess what? On Saturday, there wasn't enough room in my freezer, so I went to (laughs) put something in there, and I cleaned out the freezer this past Saturday. There was stuff in there from, like, Five years ago. Did you eat like a king? No, I threw it out <laughs> because it had freezer burn or we had a date thing on it and it yeah. said, you know, beef stroganoff, November 17th. You're just not trusting that's no. going to live up to it. <laughs> no. So I ended up cleaning out my freezer and doing the same thing. I wasted the food, only yeah. I waited six years to do it. But, do you, but I wonder, now with the internet, can you look up, because I'm thinking with produce that's almost bad as long as it doesn't have white fuzz on it, yeah. can you make a smoothie out of it? You know, could you puree, if you have a food mixer thing, can you put in your frozen beef stroganoff and make that into a stew or a soup that you'd be less afraid to eat five years later? Probably. I got to think we're, we're resourceful, inventive people. So it's another reason why we did the every plate thing, right? The meal service. So they ship us everything we need for three dinners a night mm-hmm. for our family. And there's usually a little bit left over for a lunch the next day. But it never really goes to waste. So we get the produce we need for those meals all sent to us. It's, you know, sized appropriately. Uh, our our daily or, I don't know, maybe twice a week stop is for produce. Fruit. Our girls eat fruit like it's going out of style. It's ridiculous how much fruit they eat, which is great. And veggies, too. They're good on that. Bread we fly through. Lunch meat we fly through. Mm-hmm. So we get kind of what we need and yeah. have enough box stuff that we don't have to worry about pitching. It changes when you when your kids leave the house, too. I oh, felt like sure. I didn't throw as much out. And I try to be very careful about what we buy, but some weeks, you just don't go through everything. So the milk thing. I'm getting roughed up on the, on the text line. I was going to say, are you seeing the old National Bank talking text yeah, line? Yeah, so here's what, here's what I do. 855-616-1620, if you can also help John know how his eggs are bad. I've had a couple really bad experiences with milk oh. where it's been yucky and I've drank it. And usually Cinnamon Toast Crunch hides it. (laughs) So now I smell the milk. Oh, yeah. And if the milk has any scent at all of being bad, I'm getting rid of it. I'm just like, like basically, if it smells, period. No, you see, that's where I'm at. I'm in the world of if it smells. I'm in the world of if it doesn't smell at all, then it is good enough to drink for a, a glass of milk. If it's starting to smell just a little bit, then I call it cereal milk. Because then you can put in a bowl of cereal or in your oatmeal. Yeah, you can hide it a little but bit. There, yeah, but there is that one-off smell where, like, oh, that's going to curdle in the coffee and everything. All right, so. let me let me ask you this: What's your mold threshold? Because sometimes that little piece of Colby cheese Depends has a little is. bit of fuzz in the upper left corner, or that shredded cheese has a couple of things that oh, are yeah. just not I'll looking pick right. That out. Will you just pick yeah, it out and, I will and live with the rest? I, Especially the block. I the am block. out on the <gasps> whole thing. I am I out. Cut, no, I'll, I'll use the block of no, cheese. It's, it's, only, it's, it's already been contaminated. I am out on that. But it's not all contaminated. One piece of moldy bread no, means a whole I, loaf I of I tried done. stretch, stretch, triple stretch. And then, uh, John, if you have um, eggs, maybe you are not doing the water test. From the old National Bank. What is bank, the water test? The old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. More than one purple person has said... From 414, put the egg in a glass of water. If it floats, really? it's bad. Really? So okay. So from now on, put your eggs that. in water, and if they rise to the top, then toss them out. But if they're plopping right to the bottom, yeah. 
They're yours okay. to, to keep so and a, eat. If a spoonful of moldy shredded cheese is in the bag, you're going to trust that it hasn't touched any other piece of shredded cheese. You're going for it. Not you're enough that's going to injure me. Yeah, I am out. Oh yeah, I'm out on the shredded I cheese am too. Out, but on the block of cheese, I will definitely cut off the, the yeah. piece of cheese because it hasn't touched cheese? the other cheese. It's all gone. Oh, yeah. Do See, you guys I, eat blue cheese? No. And no? that's all moldy, okay. right, Deb? That's what I was going to say. There's the moldy kind of cheese that is, like, legit supposed to be. But and that's what that's how I rationalize it away. I do t- take out the chunk and then, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Always too. good advice. Take out the chunk. <laughs> yeah, just rub it. 